You're a little older and a lot wiser. The future is yours. Define aging on your own terms. Welcome to AARP Without Limits with your host, Mike Olander. Hello and welcome. This is AARP Without Limits, WPTF Talk Radio, disrupting aging with the power of 50,000 watts. And our podcast, available anytime, on demand, at WPTF.com or through our Facebook, AARP North Carolina. I'm your host, Mike Olander of AARP North Carolina. We've got a great show for you today. Joetta Glover, the recipient of the distinguished AARP Andrus Award, is with us to talk about her story and what has motivated her to serve as a volunteer in her community. But before we get to that... As always, ladies and gentlemen, our esteemed production engineer here, Mr. Jason Kong. Jason, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm wonderful, Mike. How are you doing? I am doing really, really well. Enjoying the season, enjoying what has been a really, really great year. Uh, not only for um, <clears throat> AARP getting out into the field, you know, doing a lot of in-person events and things like that, but also me personally. Like, it's just been a really, really great year. Started a new chapter in my life. And um, yeah, yeah, things are are really, really good. And uh, I'm very, very appreciative of all of that. So every day I thank God for that. And like, never know what's coming later on during the day, but I'm just very appreciative of what I've left behind me in the last few years. (laughs) (laughs) So how about you? How's your week going? Week is going well. Uh, I celebrated uh, uh, another re- revolution around the sun, so uh, another year older here. But yeah, the life is good. I, you, perspective is also. Are you good. suggesting that you had a birthday? I, I did have a birthday. This really, week. and yeah. I'm just hearing about this now. I'm not a big birthday person. I, I enjoy, <laughs> you know, someone says happy birthday, hey, thank you, I appreciate it. But I'm not one that needs to be celebrated in some major way. Just give me a piece of cake or a cupcake, I'm good to go. Well, well, that's I appreciate that modesty. I'm the same way too, actually. I don't really care too much about you know the the attention or making a big deal. I know some people who are the opposite. They like keep reminding you, oh yeah, my birthday's coming up in a month. And <laughs> okay. I don't need to be reminded that <laughs> yeah. I'm getting old. In the next day. Three hundred and sixty four days from now, <laughs> guess what it is? <laughs> or people who have like a birthday week or birthday weekend, like that's oh, that's too much. Too Kids, much. I get it. When you're an adult, you know, it's time yeah, to it's weird. When you get that driver's license, man, it's really time to, you know. Anyway, um, Speaking of things that are important to us and so forth, I've been doing a lot of thinking, Jason, about relationships. And I been we've been hearing, all of us recently um, this year, um, I've been hearing a lot about technology, as, and in particular artificial intelligence, AI, and how it is creeping into every so many aspects of our lives, and, and we're being told that it is going to be in virtually every aspect of our life at some point. And... There's been one of the reasons why it's been in the news is because there have been a lot of concerns raised by people who've been in the driver's seat of developing AI, um, warning about the potential for abuse and misuse of it. And of course, just the nature of it, you know, it becoming um, uh, something that can really uh, be harmful. Uh, to humanity, and uh, there are all sorts of stories out there. I'm not going to go into them now. People can Google it. Really fascinating and scary type of stuff, and 
it makes you think about movies like The Terminator and The Matrix. Yeah. And it's kind of surreal when you think this is actually kind of happening right now. And it's that, you know, that part of the movie where the developers are going, you know, like Jurassic Park, what did we do? You know, it's it's kind of, we're kind of at that point. So a little hard what to make of it, if we're being alarmist or not. But certainly, you know, when, uh, when people lay out what the possibilities could be, um, a lot of concern, but at the same time, a lot of really, really remarkable opportunities, you know, and the opportunity for life really to get much easier, you know, your voice dictation, things like that, even in Outlook, uh, you know, using email, you know, you get a send, go to send a reply, they have sample responses right there, uh, which is, wow, that's for me. And when I deal with, you know, at least 100 emails a day that I have to reply to, um, that's, that's a, a great help. And then, um, uh, Adobe uh, Photoshop, which of course revolutionized graphic arts, you know, in 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 the last few decades, uh, unveiled their AI uh, version, beta version, whatever it is they're doing, um, and uh, it's just you know you take a photo and you take a picture, you know, type in what you may want to do to it, and what would normally take hours, if not days, to do, Jason, they you're able to render in a split second, it's done. And if you don't like that, you can just do a different, slightly version. I mean, you know, it's a slightly different version. It's a, it's really, really fascinating. And um, that, you know, we've gotten to a point where, you know, some of these things are so convincing, you know, when you look at them, you cannot, really cannot tell, your mind cannot tell the difference if it's a fake image or if it's a real image, right? Compared to old special effects, you know, from even 20 years ago, 10 years ago in movies, you'd say, it's like, oh, well, it looks cool, but you can tell it's not fake, right? There's something in your brain telling you that uh, that's, that's something not quite um, uh, right there, you know, something's off. And uh, the other big thing, too, as I've been thinking about, is social media. And what I, what I kind of like to call the social media paradox, Jason, which is we have this sense that because of social media and the internet, broadband, we are more connected to each other than ever, right? People across the world, you can instantaneously connect to them and, and converse with them, interact with them, build relationships with them. And you also have an incredible world universe of information right at your fingertips at any given second, right? But the paradox is that while even though we are so connected, we are becoming more and more disconnected from people. I mean, just all you have to do is look at the political environment right now, Jason, and you see, of course, just how people can't even have conversations anymore, you know? Um, family members can't even have to decide not to talk about politics anymore because they just can't relate. And I, obviously, there's political winds that blow one way or another uh, throughout history. That's not new. But what is, is the fact that so many people get their information and their relationships and their interactions, even with people in their lives. They interact with them more digitally than they do in person. And that to me is really, really um, concerning because you're, you know, you're seeing the depression rates going up in people. We're getting all these warnings from the Surgeon General and others talking about mental health crisis among young people and so much of it due to the, these types of things. And I think, I have a little theory here, Jason. Um, I think that just like when your mind looks at a movie and sees a special effect from, from, from 10 years ago and recognizes something's not right, so too something inside you sees these digital relationships and knows that they're digital and knows that they're, they're not real. And there's something in our souls that needs real connection with people. And, you know, 
social media posts, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook or TikTok, um, whether it's even FaceTiming with people, you're not there and you're still, it's great to see them and to talk with them and to be able to do it instantly. But your, your body knows, your soul knows that it's still not the same thing. And in some ways, it's driving people into anxiety, into depression, because there's almost like this carrot in the stick. You know, you're, you, you think you're getting it, but you're really not. They're empty calories. And your soul knows that. What do you think? I think that's an interesting theory, and I think you see that a lot with people who are returning back to the office from a long time working remotely, that those connections were missed, and I, I think you're on to something. Yeah, well, I, I hope I'm wrong, but it may, may explain a few things. Anyway, uh, I bring that up now, just timeliness, because one of the real human connections that I made through AARP um, is, uh, and, and routinely have, has been with volunteers. One of the first volunteers that I met, Jason, when I moved down to Charlotte from New York back 10 years ago, was with a woman named Joetta Glover. Um, she came in, and I'm not going to steal the thunder sheet of the story she's going to tell us, but um, she walked in uh, to learn about AARP and volunteering with us. And um, since then, I've developed a wonderful relationship with her, been inspired by her over and over again. And uh, she is, for the year 2022, the, the recipient of the Distinguished ARP uh, Andrus Award, which is the highest level award that ARP offers. And joining us right now, uh, I am very joyful to introduce our guest for this program, Miss Joetta Glover. Joetta, thank you so much for being with us, my friend. Well, thank you. Good morning, and thank you for having me. Um, so to begin with, um, in, in the couple of minutes, I know we've got a, a couple of minutes or so before we, we get to a commercial break, but um, let's start, Joetta, but just by asking you, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are. Who is Joetta Glover? <laughs> well, Joetta Glover, um, I'm currently retired. I worked for the Department of Defense, Department of the Army, Navy, and Air Force for 32 years as a civilian, and I was also a military spouse. Um, I have four children. I have nine grandchildren. One of them just became a doctor uh, two weeks ago, and um, most of my time, Joetta loves peace and quiet because she likes to write. And she loves event planning. And she is not only a couponer, but a, a shopper, a person who just loves to go in the store and find something that nobody else would find just to get it. And um, nine out of 10 times, um, I actually give them away to the crisis or goodwill. I don't know what it is. I just like doing it. So that's that's just a part of me. Um, and you are now, now you're living, you, I met you in Charlotte and you're now living in Fayetteville. Is that right? Is it right in I Fayetteville? I, I did relocate to Fayetteville. Yes. Well, and I have to say, I've been connecting with the, the, the volunteers back in Charlotte and, um, after the commercial break, we'll talk about the Andrus Award in that event. Um, but, uh, I have to say, um, I think the team there definitely took some notes from you when it came to event planning, <laughs> because <laughs> that event was a, a spectacular event and, uh, it was very reminiscent of 
you know, Joetta Glover's style with all the attention to details. And so I, I hope you recognize that. I certainly did. It was um, beautiful. Yes, yeah. it was. Um, but you are, are certainly missed there. And again, I'm so glad that we've we've got the opportunity to talk to you today about um, your experience as a volunteer giving back and uh, what is next for you. When we come back, folks, to AARP Without Limits, we're going to talk to Joetta about what is going on next Stay tuned to be inspired. This is ARP Without Limits. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is AARP Without Limits. Send us a question. Send us a comment. Send us a recommendation for a future topic or guest by sending us an email to AARP Without Limits at AARP.org. Org. We've been speaking today with Joetta Glover, who's uh, not only an AARP volunteer, but the recipient of the Distinguished uh, Andrus Award for 2022, which is the highest level of recognition that AARP gives to anybody, not just AARP volunteers, but anybody serving their community. It is quite an honor. Um, Joetta, let's go back to the beginning a little bit with how you found AARP. Um, how did the journey start? Um, it was interesting. I actually uh, moved to Charlotte in January of 2013, and a few months later, this letter came in the mail from AARP. And, you know, you receive a lot of things from AARP, but I opened it anyway, and it spoke about um, coming together for a meeting that there was going to be uh, network and of course I didn't know what that meant but I didn't care at the time honestly because it just said it was something that um, I just want I wanted to go and see what it was about and when I arrived on April the 30th 2013 and by the way I have to go in storage I still have my letter that's <gasps> part of be part of my scrapbook um, wow. I got there and I came in I was late um, and nobody told me about traffic in Charlotte. Um, you're 20 <laughs> minutes away and it takes you an hour and a half to get there. But um, I got something to eat and I was listening to you speak and I stopped for a minute because I was hearing things that I didn't know, but they piqued my interest. And I knew, I said, okay, I need, and I started taking notes and I said, okay, let me see where this is going. And, uh, the next thing I came to was the orientation. And again, I was glued. And then I saw all these papers that you had put on the wall for different things. And I'm saying, these are things that we're going to participate in. And we're going to talk to people. And I said, okay, um, let's give it a try. And my first try was Walgreens, an mm. outdoor um, uh, event that I, I don't know what is it, it it just touched me because I'm there people are coming to the table they're asking for information uh and we had materials of course to give out but I was a novice you see I could handle people being in ministry but I didn't I couldn't handle not knowing what I wanted to know to be able to give to people that's where you become effective so um, I called Mike because we didn't have any materials and um, 
ironically, that led to me becoming the very first community outreach coordinator um, that took Michael a while to get to me, but um, I did do it. Uh, and I just found that I needed to know more because the more I knew, the more I could help educate other people. Because me coming from a military background as a spouse, I didn't have all that outside knowledge, like I've said before, it's like blinders. You have that world that does different things, but then there's a whole new world on the outside. And doing that, I took in-house classes as um, well as gaining anything that was being offered to me. And I told this joke that night, and it wasn't, it's, it's a joke, but it's, to me it's funny now, but it wasn't funny then that I accused myself of um, being uh, elder abuse on myself <laughs> uh, after I attended the livable communities class because I wasn't aware. And if I wasn't, I can't even imagine how many were not either. And it was important to me to get educated so I could become effective and have the knowledge I needed to pass on to to others while I was there. And it just became a joy after a while. It became a passion because um, when you can learn and you can, you're giving, you, when you can give something to someone else, it's, uh, it's just a, it's a heartwarming feeling. And, um, and, and that kept me there until it was time for me to to move back. Joetta, you, you were involved in a number of things while you were in Charlotte, veterans outreach, um, um, livable communities work, um, of course, community outreach coordinator, coordinating all of our exhibits and things, uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of events um, at the very least. Um, you know, ARP has had some big challenges in the last few years, too, in that area. You know, we had changes of staff and, of course, the, the pandemic. During that time, though, the, 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 the ARP Volunteer Network was, was able to sustain itself and to keep together, and you were instrumental and the leader in that. What were those challenges like, and why was, compete, why was keeping this volunteer network together so important to you? Um, that's easy. So I have to take a breath so I don't get a little emotional. Um, when it was time for you, Mike, to... Um, move on to another job, you said something that I never forgot. And it said, don't drop the baby. And don't drop my baby. And when you said that, all you can see was all the good that had been started from the onset of AARP network arriving in Charlotte. And I took that to heart. And I felt in my spirit that I needed to make sure I did all that I could do to make sure that this baby didn't drop. And even at one time, I believe I was holding seven lead positions, mm -hmm. um, but I didn't care. I became the Charlotte octopus <laughs> for mm -hmm. AARP, but um, I didn't care. It was a labor of love for me. And I honestly can look and focus back now that this was on the path. And this is what it was for me to do. And I was able to do it freely 
Uh, and I'm not saying without being led in the way that I was lost, but I'm saying freely in my spirit to be who I really am and to give myself an opportunity not only to continue learning, but to give others a knowledge that I had acquired um, while being there. So it was important for me that this don't don't end. And it was a, a prayer. It was a constant prayer that I continue to do what I needed to do until it was time where the the, the network was going to be on a stable foot from all the transitions that we had experienced it. And that prayer was answered and that peace was there. But all that time in between, uh, if I had to do it again, I would do it again. But I probably can see a little bit more I could do. And I'm, I'm so glad you did. Um... Joetta, when you were you were awarded the Andrus Award recently, your family was there with you. What did it mean for to you to have them there? To have them there, oh wow that 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 was fulfilling. Hmm. They saw me. They knew what I was doing. They kept after me. Mom, you need to rest. Mom, you need to to do this and you need to do that. You need to stop. You need to breathe. They were always there and they supported me. They said, well, we're still here. But what that did that night, even though I'm still uh, still overwhelmed from receiving such a high honor and very humbled by it, it gave them the opportunity to see that the labors that I was led put, that God led me to do, they weren't in vain. And mm. this was the culmination of it. And to have them there to see it, to see the the pride on their faces, um, it let me know that I had everything that I needed to complete what I had to do. And this honor was, this was it. This this was really it. And like I said, I'm still wrapping my head around it because this this honor is humbling to actually have been given that award. And I'm so grateful, so truly grateful. Joetta, I'm I'm so happy to know you and so happy to call you a friend and so I was, was so happy to have met your family and was glad that they were there to have been part of that moment with you um, because the Charlotte ARP Volunteer Network truly was a family, is a family. Um, you're very much missed, though. You're not that far away. Fayetteville's not that far. Um, I know you're, you're always welcome there. And, of course, with ARP North Carolina, um, we're always here for you, and your story lives on. And those of you who are listening here in the Triangle region or other areas around the state uh, interested, um, there are ARP volunteer networks all throughout the state. If you are interested, send us an email, AARP without limits at aarp.org, and we will be sure to connect you up. So that is a wrap for this show. I wanted to thank Joetic Lover for being our guest. Thank to Jason Kong. For production, thank you for listening. This has been AARP Without Limits. This is Mike Hollander signing off.